Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. We couldn't leave out today, Holy Saturday. And so speak to our hearts, affect our lives. Before we go back in Jesus' name. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap. You take your seat. Wow. How many of you were here yesterday for Good Friday service? Junior, you're here. Ah, okay. Oh, it's only Sean who. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> it was a special day, isn't it? And I hope you enjoyed it. Junior, I hope you enjoyed it. Beautiful, beautiful. I also enjoyed it as well. Today is Holy Saturday, and um, we are actually following the calendar, We're following the events, Passover, what happened the whole of the week. We can't, we can't, you know, we can't be people who believe in Jesus. We can't be people who believe in God. And then when there's a moment where Jesus is supposed to be emphasized, then, then we are doing our own things. I don't think it's right. It's like, it's like your father or your mother or your grandmother who, who is important to you is celebrating her 70th birthday or some wedding anniversary and then you just did your car and it's like, you won't go. That's, that's, not, that's not right. Yeah, you got me there. I mean, the, the Indians, if you look at the Indians, they do their weddings all week. Play music, set up, play, play music, and people go. People go, people go. Even wake, when somebody is dead and the person will see you. Are you talking about it? That when somebody is dead, and the person is dead, you know the person, you sad that the person is dead. But when you go to the wake, the person won't see you. Yet you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then Monday is a funeral. Then you put up your black black and your shades. You go to the barber and you line up. Yeah, buy fresh clothes. If you're a lady, you go buy a nice short uh, black dress. You know, then you go to the funeral. The people behave bad. And then you drink a little high wine just to feel the, feel the vibes, you know, the, the sadness of the day. The person is not even seeing you. But this one, God is seeing us. He's looking at us. And so it's very important we follow the calendar. I mean, the plan was not to have a service today, but I, I asked myself, why don't we have service today? Yeah. Because I'm even the one doing all the hard work. Just in case you, you don't know that preaching is hard work. Bringing people is very easy. Even though you don't bring anybody. <laughs> but to preach, I've been preaching since Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday I preach two, even three. Sunday morning, two times in the morning, and then in the evening because we have to do a little bit of assessment tomorrow night. Yeah. So, so Easter Monday, no kite flying, ice sleeping. Yeah, I ain't getting enough for me bed at all. <laughs> I'll eat breakfast, lunch in my bed. I said, I ain't able. Didn't get enough to go nowhere. You feel fulfilled after putting in so many, so many hours. 
just for the sake of Christ. Are you with me? So I'm just going to have a, just a quick one so we can go and prepare for Resurrection Sunday. In Matthew chapter 27, Matthew chapter 27, verse 57, Matthew chapter 27 and verse 57. Bible says that when the evening or when the even was come, um, let me do a, a better version, a simpler version. I thought I had that already. As evening approached, this is a new, new, new NIV. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb. I think it's nice. That he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. So this is all after Friday. This is like Friday evening. All right, so Jesus died on a cross. They took his body. There's a gentleman called Joseph of Arimathea. In those days, you, it's your first name and where you come from. So if you are Travis, Travis from good intent. Elizabeth from Large. Shimika from Meadowbrook. You get it? Then you have Natifa from Norton Street or Princess Street or Durban Street. That's how they used to identify people in those days. That's how he's called Jesus of Nazareth. You get it? Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, so there's this gentleman called Joseph, the Joseph from Arimathea, because there are a couple of Josephs. There was a Joseph from Nazareth, a Joseph from Linden, a Joseph from Wisma. But this Joseph was from somewhere else called Arimathea. The Bible says he himself was a disciple of Jesus Christ. It means that from afar he admired Jesus, he followed Jesus. And so as Jesus was dead on the cross, they went to see Pilate for permission to take Jesus' body and, and, and treat it nice. Are you there? Now, when you love somebody and they die, you, you, you send them off properly. How many agree with what I'm saying? If you love somebody, the person passes away. It's decent. To see them off. That's how we do funerals. In a country where I was born, they put, if you were a footballer and you die, they can make a coffin in the shape of a football. 
and put you inside. If you're a fisherman, they do a coffin in the form of a boat or even a fish. You can go on YouTube and look for it. Coffin styles in Ghana or Africa. You see it. You see all funerals. If you, the person is a farmer, they can do something in the form of, let's say, a tree. And he's inside, and that's what they bury them in. Beautiful. But, but the whole idea is to honor people, respect people. In fact, we even say we are going to pay our last respect. People who are dying. So this Joseph, but there's something about it. You, you have to honor the person whilst they are alive. It makes the sending of better. You don't have to wait for somebody to die to go and spend a lot of money when the person can't feel it. Are you listening to me? If you have money to give to somebody, give it to them now. Because when they die, they will not feel it. When they die, they will not be able to know that you have spent money. In fact, when people die, it's the relatives around who spend the money. Some on them and a little on the dead. Because the dead won't know. So they go to a, a Sandy's and they go for a package. Cheap package, 100,000. That's a burn ground, everything, casket, everything, a Chinese cologne that you spray, everything, $100,000. <laughs> Meanwhile, the money the people said was about, uh, about 500,000. Yeah. Because the person can't see. But I'm saying that this is where you learn it. That the, this man called Joseph of Arimathea, the Bible says he had his own tomb. It, it also tells you how, you know, in Christ or when you love God, you give up some of your things for, for the use of the church. Are you with me? The man made a new tomb. And, and remember, this tomb is like a whole mountain of rocks. And then they, they create a big hole in the rock, in the mountain. And that is where they keep their dead. So it's like you are, you, are, you are creating a hole in a big rock. And inside that hole is where you put the coffin very nicely and it's covered. There's a door or another stone that they make so that they roll the stone to the entrance, the door of the tomb. And the body is there. And... Um, what happens is that the loved ones will go every week and go and check the body and they put spices on the body. So ginger, black pepper, all these, uh, all kinds of spices, they go and they put it around the body so that the body is preserved so it doesn't smell them. Even the, the person who is, who, who is loved, he's dead and the people are preserving his body. They don't want him to smell because they love him. Can you believe it? It's love. The person is dead. And by nature, your body will decompose. It will smell. It will rot. But the people, because of love, they say no. And they do that a lot in, in Egypt. Egypt, they have what we call the mummies, the pharaohs. That's the kings of Egypt, or let's say the presidents of Egypt. From Since Moses' days, they have a technology, or they have a system they, they, they wrap them up. They wrap them up in spices. They, they, the bodies don't decompose. 
Egyptian mummies, in the pharmacies, apothecary. There's a scripture about pharmacy in the Bible. Do you know it? Jiva, you want me to take you to a pharmacy? I'll let my Bible come up and I'll show you. The Bible is sleeping. <laughs> oh boy. Bible, why are you sleeping? Okay. I have many Bibles, so if you if you not listen to me, I'll go to the other Bible. If you don't listen to me, I'll put you back. I won't bring you to church anymore. I'll bring my other Bible who listens to me. I want to show Nativa something. And all of you, for that matter. Because of what I'm talking about. Uh. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 1. Death flies. He says, cause the ointment of the apothecary. Apothecary is pharmacy. In Holland, a pharmacist, pharmacy is called apotheque. In Suriname, a pharmacy is called apotheque. Apotec- apothecary. That's pharmacy. Or medicine. Or drugs. So he says that death flies causes the ointment of the medication or the spices to send forth a stinking savor. So it's like flies can come and make that which is supposed to preserve the body, they can come and make it unreactive or of non-effect. Which means that the, the apothecary is something that can preserve can preserve something. But dead flies can come and spoil it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, I, I so I'm saying that mummies, Egyptian pharaohs, they are preserved. They are kept. The bodies are kept for a long time. When my father died, his body was in a mortuary for six months. Yeah, long. The mortuary, the freezer is very strong, so the, it doesn't decompose. When we went to take the body, you have to even let it thaw. You bring it home, you leave it on the floor, and let it thaw for hours. Because otherwise, when you put the powder on his face, then you see that the, the towing will, will, wash out, will wash off the powder. <laughs> the fridge is, is strong. Yeah, my mother, the same day my mother died, we went to bring her. You have to leave her on the floor for the water for like meat. She has to tough. And so you, some people keep bodies like kings, kings in Africa. When they die, you keep them in the fridge, the mortuary, for one year. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's so many things that has to go on before they put the body in the ground. So they have to, they have to keep the body. Our culture here, one week, two weeks maximum, we say bye-bye to you. Bye! Galang your way. (laughs) 
weeks maximum. That is there, even the reason why we do that is because Georgetown Hospital doesn't have the facility to preserve a body for a long time. That's why the moment your, your, your relative dies, you have these agents, these uh, agents from Sandys and Merriman's and these places, they are at the hospital. When you come and you, you, you have a dead, they want to register you so you can bring the dead to their parlor because the parlor seem to have uh, fridges or cooling systems that are better than Georgetown. But even that, they can't keep it for a long, long, long time. But in Ghana, where I was born, the fridges or the storage in the hospital is like it's deep freezer. If you go in line right now, you die because you freeze. Your nose will freeze. Your eye will freeze. Your everything about you will freeze. Even your hair will freeze. <laughs> That's why I was saying on Friday yesterday. You have to travel to see things and understand things. If you don't travel, you think that everybody buries their dead within a week or two. Oh no, no, no! Everybody doesn't do that. Everybody don't do that. There are some people who want to die. It's so important that they want the, the whole world to know that they are dead before they bury them. And that takes a while. And sometimes when you tell people, then people say, you know what? No, 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 no. This is, this is a major funeral. I, I can't come next week. We've got we to gotta keep it on a day. We have to prepare. We have to, get, we have to empty our savings account. We have to go and borrow some money. We've got to come and give this person a fitting farewell. So put it six months later. In Ghana, where I was born, if somebody important dies and you want the person to be buried quickly, they'll think you, you are the person who killed the person. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you will offend somebody if you say we should bury the person next week. You, you will offend some big men. Hey, you have to end up apologizing, bringing a sheep, a goat. Some... People want to give their loved ones a fitting burial and last respect and so the bible says that joseph of arimathea in matthew chapter 27 that he begged for jesus's body and um what happened he put it in his own new tomb own new tomb brand new nobody had slept in before Nobody has slept in before. Right? And so, um, Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and another Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. That, that's, that's the, women are like that. That's the one I don't see women sweep the church. I don't know what kind of women we have in this place. Because the women followed the body of Jesus to its last stop. As he was dead on the cross, Joseph came to take the body and then they found a place to go and put him. The women were not tired. You see, when you go to funeral, sometimes right after the parlor, when they enter the burial ground, some people go home. Some people don't enter. There are some people who enter, they go and stand there, and then they wait for the, the, the coffin, the casket to be pushed into the, the tomb, and then the, the mason will cover it, and then you write DOD, DOB, DOD, sunrise, sunset, you write all them things. And even after that, some people don't leave just like that. 
But some people, once they start writing D-O-B, they they gone. Funeral done. There are some people, even after all of that, they, they still go to the family of the person who is dead in the house and then go and run. They go and sit around until late. That's what the woman did. That's why Mary is a good name. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they followed the guys until they saw where Jesus' body was going to be placed. The next day, verse 62, it's very important. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate, which is Saturday. The next day, that's today. They said to Pilate, Sir, they said, we remember, that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, they are calling Jesus a deceiver. Can you believe it? Yeah. So when, when people tell us, call us names, it's not a surprise. Oh, that pastor is this. Oh, that pastor is that. Oh, that... I, I, I heard some people were so afraid of yesterday that they said, well, is that Obi or something? They were asking the person who brought them whether it was Obi that was what was going on here. <laughs> Eric, do you see him? You'll be surprised that many, many of our people don't know church at all. All they know about church is the building. But what happens in church, many of them don't know because the churches they've been to, they, all, they, they end up not even experiencing really what the church is about. Church is not just going and sitting down and throwing our offering, singing one or two hands and, and songs and that you gone home. No, church is very supernatural. It's, it's something that if God exposes you to it, you can, you can easily be beside yourself. That is why it's important to come to church all the time because there's so much that you need to know, you need to understand. Are you with me? So, it's no obia, it's God. <laughs> So the people, the chief priests, they are calling Jesus a deceiver. So if you are called anything, don't worry. I wanted to say this last week, but I think it escaped me. My little girl, my, my grandbaby, Shania, you know the Saturday, two Saturdays ago, I praised her, if you remember. I said, oh, since the one she's been coming, was last Saturday was the first Saturday she didn't come. I was told that when they went to pick her up, the father was mad. Cause up. Yes. But when I heard it, I said, Satan is bad. Just last week, I was praising this little girl. He has entered, he has come in to try and snatch the girl away from us. I tell you, when they want to pick up from nowhere, the father of X, she went to no elephant church. <laughs> All kinds of things. It's like, ah, what happened? No, because the devil had me praising her. So I was happy to see her yesterday. She get away, right? Yeah, she should get away all the time. <laughs> Can you believe that a little girl wants to serve God and a big man says, nah. Just like the little girl has says more than the big man who is her father. That's what it is. Because the Bible said the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If you are afraid of God, it means that you are beginning to be wise. Are you there? So they said that Jesus is a deceiver. So after three days, he said he will get up. They should kill him and after three days he will get up. And they know he's a deceiver. He's a scamp. 
He said, that man is a scam. He said he would die and then he would raise up on the third day. So they came to Pilate with a certain uh, offer. So they said, so give the order, verse 64, so give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Now, before I, I, I read the, the uh, uh, 65 and 66, if you hear what, what these people are saying here, he says, um, so give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. The tomb to be made secure until the third day. Why not the fifth day? Because when you are dead for three days, it is impossible to come back. Are you soaking it in? When somebody dies one day, two days, they can get up. They can come back. Three days, medically, the heart, liver, intestines, kidney, everything melts. It becomes like, like porridge. Three days time. And when your heart and your kidney, your liver, your intestines, they all mix up, become like porridge. If you come back, what are you going to use to breathe? <laughs> If you come back, what are you going to use to, use to eat? Nothing. It's up in, in your stomach. If you see, if you, if, if you, you can, you can go to the mortuary and see. Anybody who dies for three days, by the time you open their stomach like that, you see that everything is one like porridge. It happens from, from the third day. So, that's why the people said here that, let's secure the tomb. By three days time, if, if they are not able to pick it up, fourth day they can go and take the body because when they go and take the body, it will be stinking. It will start, everything is spoiled already. That is why when Lazarus died, do you remember Lazarus in John chapter 11? Jesus delayed for three days because God's power must not be contended with. If God is doing something, we shouldn't say that, oh, it's God and the doctor. There's nothing like that. If it's God, it's God. If it's doctor, it's doctor. So sometimes, when people say that they are not feeling well, I will tell them, go and see the doctor. Because I want to eliminate medical science. So when you go and see the doctor, the doctor says, oh, nothing wrong with you. We did every test from your hair to your, your toenails, and everything is okay. That's okay. Now it's my turn. It's my turn now to bring in God so that you won't tell me it's your doctor who did something for you, but it's God. And so Jesus, when, John, when, when, when Lazarus died, he, he delayed for about three days. It means that when he went and Lazarus was in the tomb, it was impossible because the heart, the intestine, the kidney, the liver, everything had come together like, like pap, like porridge. And so for somebody like that to come back from the dead, number one, all those things have to reverse. Can you believe that you have soup with uh, uh, tripe and chicken foot and beef? Now you finish the, the, the soup. Then somebody comes, a man of God comes and prints over the soup. Then the tribe becomes the cow or becomes the goat. 
then the, the pepper comes out, become pepper lying down. Then the water separates. Then the he can, the chicken foot uh, goes back to the chicken, and they are all standing there. Hey! <laughs> hey! The chicken comes back looking for her, her foot. That is a great miracle. That is exactly what happened. When Lazarus died, Lazarus was sick. And he died. It means that when he died, he was, he was dead for three days and more. So it means that when Jesus came there and he said, Lazarus, he, he, Jesus even, even didn't fast and pray to raise Lazarus. He didn't do all night. He didn't speak in tongues. That's what you call authority. He just said, open the tomb. Roll off the stone. Then all that he said was that, Lazarus, come out. Then somebody who's dead for three days and more comes out of the upper ground. He breaks the coffin. He comes out of the Everybody ran away. Everybody say, hey, John B. It's John B. Everybody ran away. But what, what you have to understand is that all the mist, the pap, the porridge in his stomach, all the process reversed. It means that God, Jesus fought his, his Lazarus come forth, fought against the, 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 the law of decomposition. That if you leave something here for a while, it gets rotting, it begins to smell. When Jesus spoke, Lazarus come out. That process reversed. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's like, as I'm growing, I wish I could plant my hair. But the hair ain't coming. Plant hair, time gone. So it's like, God does a miracle for me, and my hair begins to grow. Grow. Then I plant, and I, I have a long hair, and I'm 50-something years. They said, what? What's a miracle? That's how people buy cream. They buy this, buy that. They eat this thing so that the hair will grow. It's all deception. Don't worry. Don't worry, nobody. That's why some ladies have decided, you know what? We don't want to fight God. We'll put on a wig. If I want people to see that I have a lot of hair, I'll put on a big wig. Because to fight against nature is an impossible fight. And that's what Jesus did. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the decomposition process reversed. Then the heart was there, the liver, the kidney, everything. Then as it became, then Lazarus, as the body came back to normal, then blood had to start flowing in, in, in Lazarus's body. Now, as the blood started flowing, it means that the sickness that killed Lazarus was still in the blood. Because if you reverse it, that's what will happen. Then it means that that sickness has to also be controlled or be killed or be destroyed or Lazarus has to be healed of that disease. Uh. <laughs> it is beyond doubt that it was a miracle. So when all those processes were reversed, the Lazarus opened his eyes. Then he realized that he was tied up, he was bound. In bandages, so he managed to get up. But Jesus had come forth, so he had to also come forth. So you saw him coming like that because he was tied, only his foot was. So when he came, they saw him. 
Jesus said, loose him and let him go. So they had to take out the bandages. Come and see Lazarus. So the people said, let's keep God. Let's bring MMG. MMG, MMC security. Bring sheriff security. Because the, the, that man who they call camp, he said that after three days he'll come back. So let's go and guard the tree and make sure that it is secure so that the disciples don't go and take the body and come and tell us a uh, uh, cock and bull story that a man dead and he will get back to life. So the Bible says that Pilate, in verse 65, Pilate said, take a guard. Pilate answered, go make the tomb as secure as you know. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Now this is Saturday. I don't want to take you to Sunday morning because we've not seen Sunday yet. But I can tell you what happened on Sunday. All this is they did, it couldn't stop the man from getting up from the grave. It couldn't stop it. I want you to understand that when God has something in store for you, nobody can stop it. That's my message for you today. Nobody can stop what God has in store for you. Nobody can stop what God has in store for you. It was planned. It was planned in Acts chapter 2 and verse 24. If you can give me that scripture. So if you believe that God is going to do something for you, please, do not let anything, not the moon, not the stars, not the sky, not the phone call, not the relative, don't let anybody tell you that what God has told you you will do, that he cannot do it, that he will not do it. The people tried to suppress the body. Acts chapter 2 and verse 24. The Bible says, whom God has raised up having lost the pains of death because it was not possible someone say it was not possible it was not possible that he should be held in the grave it is not possible that what God has said about you that it is not possible that it will not come up I'm telling you this evening that whatever God has said about you I say it is impossible that it will not come to pass You see, when we are trying to do our Good Friday service, we were invited to another Good Friday service somewhere. Right? But it, it was not possible for us to join a Good Friday service because look at all the people who came on Good Friday. 49 new converts. 338. We were going for 1,000, but it's 338 we got. Which is a record here. We've never had 338 people here before. It's not a joint service. It's just Samaria Good Friday scoring service. This is what we're going to lose if we're going to go and join somebody in their service. Then we come back home to an empty church. Because everybody there, they gone back home. It is not... Po- so when God says that, and I hope, I hope and I pray that God, you have such a good relationship with God for him to tell you something. When God had a plan for Mary, he sent one of his angels to Mary and tell Mary, you know what girl? You are going to get pregnant and you will not sleep with a man. Mary said, what? 
never heard of something like that before. <laughs> sure. Luke chapter 1 verse 36 and 37. And the angel Gabriel said, you know, he said, with man, it is impossible. But with God, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. Just in case you think that you are too old to give birth. Just in case. You see, people, people, people belittle God too much. We, we are going for 1,000 souls. We will get 1,000. You, you here. You see this whole place. People like how the chairs are arranged. Oh, don't like the chairs. You, people will come and sit on the chairs. Then you tell me better. Our preachers will go on Facebook every day. Who makes news? You go show off what God is doing here. 1,000 souls is, is happening live. Yeah. Because God has spoken to me about it. He says enlargement is arising. He told me, he said, enlargement is arising. Oh, yes. 1,000? If you've never sat in a church with 1,000 people before, welcome to the 1,000 member church. I said, welcome to the 1,000 member church. If it is impossible with man, it is possible with God. He said, in, 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 she's, Elizabeth, who is old, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the six months with her, who was called barren. 37. What does he say? For with God. For with God. For with God. For with God. With your boss, some things can be possible. With your education, some things can be possible. With your mother or father, with your whatever, some things can be possible. But with God, all things. And that's a deception. Because sometimes when we are connected to some people or some events and things work out for us, we think that it is forever and it is going to be always. No, no, it's, it's only for a season. The one who, if he's with you, you'll be successful and you do it all the time. His name is called God. I was reading my Bible this morning in First Chronicles chapter 11 and verse 9. For with God, and I'm going to do a microscopic, I'm going to do a topical Bible study about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going deeper. First Chronicles chapter 11, verse 9. And I, I, I think it's a very beautiful scripture to share here also. Nobody can stop what God wants to do with you. It doesn't matter which stone they want to. And, and I, before I end, I'll, I'll show you what they did to discourage the disciples from coming to thief Jesus' body. I'll, I'll tell you. Someone say with me, so David waxed greater and greater. Why? Why? How was David able to wax greater and greater for with God for with God there is no coming down there is no going back for with God there is always moving forward for with God there is greater and greater I'm telling you this evening that
Nobody can stop what God is going to do with you. Nobody can stop what God has promised you. Nobody can stop what God is going to do with your life. I'm telling you, nobody, 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 nobody. David what? share it to the whole world and to my friends who are pastors. But if God is with you, then how come you have not been great to even become greater? Because there's great, greater, greatest. If you went to school, I didn't go to school. <laughs> great, greater, greatest. Big, bigger, biggest. Small, smaller, smaller. So David became, he waxed greater and greater because of the presence of God. So I'm asking my pastor friends who are part of Give Thyself Holy, who are, who are in Guyana doing churches, that since you started your church, since you entered into ministry, have you become greater and greater? If you have not become greater and greater, then God is it's, it's simple. Tifa, this is simple. This is, this is simple. And any form one, form two, prime grade six, commercial student can tell you that. If you have not become great, or you have not moved from greater to greater, then there's an element that is missing. You shouldn't be surprised that you are a pastor or you are a Christian and God is not with you. There are Christians and pastors like that that God is not with. He said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Once God is on your side, there's nothing you can do. They tried to keep Jesus down. As 24 said, he said, it was not possible for death. You see, when we die, until Jesus who conquered death comes, when we die, death will keep us down. All the people who are not with us today who are dead, they have not been given the power over death yet. They have eternal life, but Jesus has to come and release all of us. Because he's the only one who has the key. Now, if you want to enter a hall, you want to enter a house, you don't have the key. You can't go in there. No matter whatever in the house, even if you belong to the house, even if you, uh, your, your, the house is in your name, whatever. If you don't have the key, you can't go inside. The only one who has the key to life after death is Jesus Christ. And he has to come back. Why you say that? By the sound of the, by in the twinkle of an eye, by the sound of the archangel, and also of the those who are dead in Christ will rise. It means that the one with the key has come and the door is open so now you can come out. Because it was not possible that he should be held by death. If you have a new living translation, maybe we'll see how it was. But that is nicer. I said tonight, I'm telling you, today is Holy Saturday. A day like this, every place was quiet. Like quiet, like how you do you want to come to church on a Saturday evening. <laughs> Everybody feel nice and quiet and cool. A day in my house, tomorrow is Sunday anyway. Well, I just, no, no, no. We have to. Ramadan, they are doing for 40 days. Oh. 40 days Ramadan. The, the, the whole country, the whole world, everybody respects them. Everybody gives them space. It's Ramadan. It's Easter. Just Tuesday to Sunday, you can't come to church every day. People are doing it for 40 days. I, I question what you believe in. After 40 
about this is about the meat and food and eating. I mean, emphasis loud. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grip. This is the one that I'm saying that as long as he has promised you something, no failure, negativity, evil cannot hold you in his grip because the one who broke the curse of hell and death is the one who has promised you. And so when the devil sees him, he says, Nah, not that man. That, that person belongs to that man. He says, Nah, not that man. Not, not that child. That child belongs to that man. Who, who, who broke me? He broke me leg. He broke me hands. He broke my back in the grave. Don't try them. You lose it. You cannot. And if you think this is simple, go to the burial ground and tell your grandma not to get up. Go. Tell your auntie. Auntie! It's Ashanti here now. Auntie, come up. Get up, auntie. It's your birthday today. Come, let me, come, let me. Go celebrate you. Auntie won't get up. Because death has its grip on her. Taking her to a different realm. That realm is only one person who can release that soul from that realm. And that person is God. And I'm saying that when God tells you something, don't let anybody discourage you. The people said on Saturday, when the people were, when Joseph and the girls were going to bury Jesus, the pastors told the governor that we should keep people there. Could you believe that they put soldiers there around the clock? From that Friday night, they put 12 sets of soldiers. So these people, they run about six hours. Another one comes to release them six hours like that. They, they are on guard around the tomb. They don't want anybody to come. Sunday morning was a surprise. The day Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible says that there was an earthquake. There was a shaking. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. There was a shaking. The stone was rolled by itself. Now, if you're a soldier man and you're walking, you're, t- you're, you're guarding, you're guarding the place. You know, people, people are afraid of you. You're a Roman soldier. You have your spear, you have your shield, you have your sword. You dress up your helmet, your breastplate of righteousness, your, your belt of truth, and everything. You are there walking around. You know the Roman soldiers are very scary. Walk around like that. <laughs> so you see behind the scriptures, that is the tomb. I think Coco is trying to give us the tomb, but there's no stone in front of the tomb. Maybe you should give us a, a stone today. So tomorrow morning we roll the stone off. <laughs> so you see that, that the, where the light is, the, the stone was rolled away. Now if you have whatever you have, and you are watching, in the morning, Sunday morning, maybe 3 a.m., 4 a.m., they hear the, the, the earth shake. Somebody told me, somebody messaged me this, this, this afternoon. The person said, when they came here, and I was praying for them, when I said, come if you want me to pray for you, the person told me, the person said, Bishop, I felt like the earth, the ground was shaking when I came forward. 
God has told you. But I'm telling you that. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Whatever God has said about you. And you don't have to have God speak, call you on your phone and say, Hello, my name is God. I'm calling to tell you that I love you bad. Don't let nobody hurt your head, okay? I love you. You don't get it like that. It's in his word and how you receive it. Do you get it? That's it. That's how it is. Right in front of this. Now, who? You think Peter is going to go and try and take Jesus out? Peter told a girl that, me, no, me, me, I never hear of that name before. And never, never, never. Jesus? Who is that? Never heard that before. That's what Peter did. Bible says the rest of them, apart from John, all of them ran away. Who, who is going to take the body out of this place? It's not by might nor by power. That's what the soldiers and the chief priests they didn't know that when God says something, He doesn't need human beings to make it happen. He has angels to make it happen. Hallelujah. So they see the tomb and posted guards to protect it. We're moving. Three o'clock, there was a shaking. Like the lady said, when they came here and I was going to pray for them, the person said that she felt the place was shaking. <laughs> this is concrete, <laughs> solid. How can this place shake? Who came forward to? Did anybody come forward? Who's here? Anybody came forward for me to pray for them yesterday? Did you feel the earth shake? Somebody came and they felt that the, the ground was shaking. It was shaking. <laughs> shaking. That's what even you make some people fall. You see, the earth shakes like that. You fall. Yeah. Especially if I don't even touch you. The earth shook. Then the stone was rolled. So if you're a soldier and you see the big, big stone rolling by itself, <laughs> you my, I, I gone, I gone, I, I, I gone for China, I tell you, I gone. <laughs> I beat out. I don't care. You see the big stone, there was an earthquake and all of you are confused. Then you see this stone rolling slowly and nobody's, nobody's rolling it. I dropped my spear, I dropped my, my shield, I beat out. <laughs> The Bible says, and I'll read it to you in the morning. Oh no, uh, I, I keep you keep you away from that in the morning. The Bible says the angel of God came and he sat on top of the stone that was rolled off the entrance of the tomb. The angel of God came, he sat on it, and he crossed his legs. And he was, he was drinking, uh, he was drinking, uh, eating icicle. <laughs> it's like you, know, you are you are one guard this place here. Yeah? Come guard the place that we see. When God says something, you want to come around as a human being, you want to keep it down. Just like this little girl that I'm praising, I'm saying, this girl is coming to church, it's nice. A young girl growing up, a teenager, loves God. About eight or nine Saturdays, she's been coming. Then some man who says it's, it's her father, when devil has entered into him, and he's telling the girl, you can't go to church. You, you, he should be careful he doesn't die before his time. When God says something, nobody can stop it. Nobody can stop it. Nobody can stop it. Sometimes we have to face those spirits. I, ha- I had a story yesterday that, that I believe that the, 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 the small group leader made a big mistake. Because 
You see, when God says, I'll bring the people, you should watch what you do to not make the people come. The first 38 we counted, that's not what God wanted for us. Oh. Otherwise, God is a liar. And you know that God doesn't lie. You and me who's lie bad. We lie bad. I had somebody went to or got some people. And their their mother was had gone to church. And so I hear the small group leader said that out of respect, she went, she called the mother to tell the mother that she's taking the daughters to church. That was a mistake. Abusing. The mother was in church. Can you believe it? The woman was in church and her daughters were being taken from the house to another church. Not, not, not toddlers. Big women. <laughs> then the mother said, we church. They ain't going nowhere. They better stay in that house till I come. Now you ask yourself, why would the church, the small group leader, call a mother for big children who could just go and sleep by a man and come back the next morning and you can't control them. How you make such a mistake? Then you say that, oh, nobody came. My people didn't come. My bus was empty. Because you call me some mother who is in church anyway. Can you believe it? How can you call a mother who is in church that I'm taking your children to church? Are you going to kill the children? The mother said they can't come. Never. Hey, never, let me put them on the phone. The mother, you can't go. Where are you going to be? And the woman was in church. And then you come with an empty bus and say, the bus had only five people. Because the other ten, you are calling a human being for permission. To, uh, to, for, for, you are calling a human being to give you permission for what God has already released. You can't handle it. <laughs> you can't handle it. You can't handle it. The angel sat on the rock. The Bible says that the soldiers, they were shaking like that. They were shaking. They became like girls. Shook, shook, and they beat out. And they went to tell the, the chief priest, that, hey, you know what happened? This, this, this. And they said, shh. You can't tell nobody. Come, hold this. Give you 20 green, yes. Hold it. Don't tell nobody. Tell people. Then people come tiffy body, okay? They said, okay. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to preach. My first sermon on TV, I'm going to preach the resurrection realities. How can soldiers run away from where they have been posted? And then they don't get punishment. How can they be there and the people come and thief the body and then nothing happened to them? Well, you know, posted there to protect the, the body that people won't come for it. So how can you go and tell people that somebody came and thief the body? Where are you? Why do you allow it? You rather should be in jail. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to assure you, my God has spoken to me. He's told me so many, so many nice things. I believe it. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I want to tell you that whatever God has spoken to you about, whatever God has told you, and make sure that you rather hear what God is saying than what somebody else is saying. Because what anybody else will say will not last. 
It's like the it's like the refrigerator at Georgetown Hospital. It can't keep bodies for long. But if God speaks, then it's like the refrigerator in Ghana. It can keep the body for one year and more. So whenever God has spoken to you, He reminds you again and again. Even on resurrection day, resurrection season, Easter season, may you be reminded. God is a God when He says something, nobody can stop it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Stand to your feet. Be your name, Akaha. Father, thank you so much. I thank you for who you are to us. I pray, my Lord and my God, that indeed every promise that you have made concerning our lives, the Lord, nobody else can discourage us against it. Because your promises are here, your promises are sure. You are a faithful God. And I thank you. We hold on to all the promises until they come to pass. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the enlargement service. I thank you for the enlargement. I pray that everyone who comes to this service will be enlarged in their lives. In, in, in material, so go physically, materially, substantially, even in the spirit. Let that let enlargement arise in your life. Thank you for the beautiful things you are doing among us. I give you praise and I give you glory. In Jesus' name. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.